Welcome to 30 Minutes of Shame. I am Derek, your host with Caleb. Caleb. <laughs> it's Caleb. <laughs> so we're talking about the Seinfeld episode, The Voice, Season 9, Episode 2, which was originally aired October 2nd, 1997. Who, was, who were the writers in that? Was it Adam Berg? I don't know. Alec Berg! <laughs> <laughs> I believe yes. it was written by Alec Berg. Jeff Schaefer and David Mandel. That sounds about right. So, so let's let's start off with this. So, the voice. Is it true that this episode contains your all-time favorite line in Seinfeld history? No, there's no way that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it does. That is correct. It um, it has my favorite line. It's got some other really good lines in it. But yeah, it's got my favorite line. That's that's why we chose to do this one first. It's it's where Kramer and Darren are standing. I'm guessing they're on the 16th floor. They're going to throw a uh, a ball of oil <laughs> out the window, which kind of ruins the end of the line. But he Kramer is talking to his intern, uh, Darren, and he says, you know, Darren, if you had told me 25 years ago that someday I'd be standing here about to solve the world's energy problems, I would have said, you're crazy. Now let's push this giant ball of oil out the window. <laughs> I do know Spike Ferristein. I don't, I don't know how you say his name, but anyway, he was one of the writers that was on the show. And I uh, actually learned this from one of the extras. He imagined his girlfriend's ass. You mean bottom? <clears throat> yes, bottom. Would stay up all night and talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> So he told the writers on the staff and apparently they started doing this weird voice and like all the directors and cameramen and members of the production crew all started <laughs> doing this weird voice. That was the, uh, the, uh, inspiration for the episode is where they was what they, where they got that from. And, uh, I'd never heard that before. So I always thought I'm going to skip to Jerry's story. Mm -hmm. I always thought that this episode was interesting when I first watched it because um, it reminded me of like stupid inside jokes that I'd come up with my friends mm -hmm. and it was just funny to see them joking around like that like yeah. something stupid that didn't make any sense them making a belly talk <laughs> yeah basically what the episode is about well anyone who's ever seen Seinfeld will probably already know but um Typically in Seinfeld, all four characters, all four of the main characters are all given separate stories. And the um, George's story is that he's working for a company called Play Now. And uh, he was hired under the false pretenses that he was handicapped. So he was, uh, when he was doing his interview, he was walking with a cane. But... Um, the the company's trying to uh, trying to fire him, but they can't because they've got him under contract. So um, Jerry's story is he goes around with uh, Jerry and George and Kramer, and they they made up a voice that was off camera, but they imagined that it would emanate from the girl's belly button. So, um, so the belly button was like the mouth. Yeah, yeah. The belly button was the mouth. You had to explain that to him. <laughs> yeah. And it was talking with a booming, jovial voice. 
which mostly said hello and la la la. Hello. It could say other things though. Yeah, it could. It could. It could be Spanish. Yeah. Hola. (laughs) Which I was thinking at some point in the episode, they did have it do a few other things, but they didn't really make a big deal out of it. I'm. (laughs) I got bean with a giant ball of oil. (laughs) (laughs) La la la. But uh, anyway, Kramer's um, story or part of the story was that uh, he felt like he was wasting too much time in Jerry's apartment. So he hired an intern from NYU named Darren. And uh, um, Darren's purpose was to free up time so Kramer could focus on his ideas and his inventions. Like his like his bladder system. <laughs> <laughs> what was his uh it's not for people (laughs) it's not for people it's for oil tankers (laughs) so that if they get in a crash the oil doesn't spill out that is not a bad idea (laughs) now you need to leave now it's time to leave yeah (laughs) you don't have to leave we're actually we're actually in your house oh okay cool (laughs) (laughs) but in the eye need to leave (laughs) it's time to go that's that's one of the few times I've ever seen like Kramer get escorted out of Jerry's apartment. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever like paid attention. I do remember the episode where Jerry was asleep and Kramer just comes into his room and starts talking to him. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, Jerry. And then Newman comes in yeah. later and Jerry's like, I want everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he kicked everybody out then. But this is the first time I've ever seen him like escort Kramer to the door. So I think that's just like part of the amazing writing. Like the fact that somebody would actually have a friend like that, that would feel comfortable enough. Just went into your apartment and waking you up at night. Yeah. Okay. Never knew anybody like that. (laughs) No. Um, What was George's boss's name in this episode? Is it Mr. Tomasulu? Tomasulo? Tomasulo. Is is how George kept saying it. Mr. Tomasulo. Um, but yeah, he was played by, um, Oh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Gordon Jump was that guy's name. He uh, he played Arthur Carlson on WKRP in Cincinnati from like the late seventies, early eighties. Okay, and it was a that was a funny show. I and just he like was his name Mr. Thomas Hulo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was spelled weird in the credits. So, um, but yeah, and Elaine is the fourth character and she sees her former boyfriend David Putty in the coffee shop and has a running or ends up starting a running bet with Jerry throughout the episode that they won't that that Elaine and Putty won't get back together which they of course do and Jerry wins all the bets and yeah because it's the backslide <laughs> yeah yeah it's the backslide the the bump into always leads to the backslide yeah whatever whatever those are it's just some of the the rules that they've that they've explained in the show. Uh, yeah, rules to life that actually seem yeah. to work. Little part. <laughs> little um, rules of etiquette, or I guess dealing with people in society. I don't know, but it's funny how he has these little names for everything, and they all start with the the bump into and yeah. the backslide, the switch. <laughs> yeah, it seems like yeah. <laughs> you mean the switch? Can't be done. I think my favorite part about those things that they, those rules of etiquette that they give names to is that 
um, I don't know. It's just that they're they're true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows what they're talking about. Uh, yeah. And I like I wouldn't have known what any of those names meant, but I like that all the characters seem to know what Jerry's referring to whenever he he gives a name like that. Yeah. They yeah. all have this kind of simultaneous understanding of what's being talked about. <laughs> yeah. Do you um do you have any other favorite lines from this episode or do you have any lines in particular that you like aside from the one that I mentioned? Um I don't know that I have a favorite line, but I do have a favorite scene in this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's when Jerry is sitting by the river contemplating whether or not he wants to give up the voice or keep his girlfriend yeah and you see him just thinking and running off into the distance chasing a flock of birds <laughs> and then you see the girlfriend answering the door and it's him and he just answers with the voice yeah <laughs> hello <laughs> yeah it's funny how like they they that's like a running gag in the show and where they're always contemplating life's tough decisions at the docks that's always like the 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 place to go and and work out you know all your your thoughts or get everything straight in your life is to go to the docks and they normally choose the immature thing yeah and the times that they do choose to do the mature thing like get married or something like that yeah it backfires (laughs) backfires. they backslide (laughs) 10 minutes later they're they're like why did i do that Uh, yeah i like um they played Lionel Richie's hello song through through that one. They didn't do that on all the others, but they did on this one, I guess, just because that voice said hello so much. But yeah, they, uh, the engagement and the invitations were the two episodes, I think, where either George or, or Jerry were at the docks. And I thought that was pretty funny. Just thinking. Yeah. I like when Darren walks in while he's arguing with uh, with his girlfriend and he goes Mr. Kramer says hey buddy <laughs> <laughs> like Darren's doing all yeah. of Kramer's dirty work for him so he just barges in just like Kramer would yeah like he has to have an intern to to do all his mooching for him because <laughs> Kramer's trying to save time in this episode yeah that's the one thing that's keeping him from success is yeah the way he spends his time so <laughs> yeah all of his uh um his ideas of redoing the what was it called the the mile high club or the cloud cl- yeah. club or something like that i think it's the mile high club is it but <laughs> that doesn't sound right does it, i don't, does it? I, don't I, know. I, I, don't I don't know which one it, it is they're redoing the cloud club we're gonna have to fact check this later yeah we'll we'll check on that one um i like when Elaine is arguing with Jerry over whether they, uh, whether she got back together with David Putty. Yeah. And, and she's like, uh, uh, you spent the, he's, she was wearing the same clothes and he was like, you spent the night with David Putty. And she was like, um, so what? And he was <laughs> like, people don't just bump into each other and have sex. This isn't Cinemax. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then, Kramer's like, oh, hoochie moochie. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are a lot of his lines. They're just like random. Yeah. <clears throat> Yo-yo ma. Yeah. I uh, I did like it when um, Kramer, is ha- Kramer has Darren eating um, lunch with 
George and Jerry yeah. taking notes. And you see Jerry walk back to the table and <laughs> Kramer gets to the table and Darren's giving him a debrief over what happened. And Jerry finds out that George grabbed ice out of his cup and washed his hands with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his hands into his cup. <laughs> and then Mr. Cassanza remarked to me, this never happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just spits his water back into the cup. It reminds me of what I've done to your water before. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that whole little gag where he's he's reciting everything, like he's writing all everything down. He's like, did did you have do you have to write all this down? And he's just sitting there taking notes on the whole thing, and then Kramer comes in, is like, what did I miss? And has to dictate the whole thing back <laughs> to him, and. uh I like it too during that little conversation where they say um, something about Iron Man. Uh, It was like uh, um, Mr. Costanza said, or they had a conversation over whether the Iron Man wore some kind of undergarment under his suit or if it's just, (laughs) (laughs) and George is like, I still say he's naked under there. And Jerry's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) It's funny because, you know, years later, George was proven wrong. Oh, really? The Iron Man movie, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering about that, because I had never seen that, but I knew they... Yeah, and the most recent one, um, Iron Man has, like, a like a jogging suit, and it turns into the Iron Man suit, and you just oh, wow. see his jogging suit, like, transform into this, like, iron <laughs> material. <laughs> That's crazy. But, yeah... So maybe the, he uh... doesn't have anything on underneath in that one, because his jogging suit turned into it, so... Yeah. So maybe he is naked under there. He He could be. I don't know. George could be right. <laughs> we'll have to fact check this later, yeah, too. <laughs> we'll have to fact check that. This is important. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when those uh, episodes first came out, and a lot of the the actors and actresses, or actress, that made up the main cast were closer to my parents' age. They were like in their late 30s, early 40s, whenever that show was originally being recorded and they made a lot of references to like childish stuff and like comic book stuff like Iron Man and he talks about the Incredible Hulk in this episode and he's like what about the old Spider-Man live action show (laughs) (laughs) and I was looking at that and Jason Alexander would have been late teens early 20s he still probably was able to watch the show but I doubt somebody like that would have but this was really before a time when like comic books and all that stuff were really big and uh like all the 80s nostalgia stuff was big. So it just seemed like they put that stuff in there intentionally to appeal to like people my age. But I don't know. Probably, yeah. Because that stuff did... It got a lot bigger later on. Yeah. A lot more popular. Yeah. And and I also wondered how genuine Jerry's love for Superman was. Because he... I don't know. I think that's probably real. I think... Um, I wasn't sure about the Incredible Hulk and the Iron Man stuff. And, but I think he really does like Superman because he mentions him a lot. I think he does too. And I think he even has Superman mentioned in a lot of his stand-up. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's a pretty yeah. big Superman fan. <laughs> yeah. Because I think in his stand-up, he was talking about going trick-or-treating and he wore the Superman uh, costume. Yeah. and But his mom made him wear his coat over the outfit. <laughs> So they're like, who are you supposed to be? He's like, I'm Superman. Look at the pant legs. 
Well, I think he even talks about how as a kid, you think you're going to put the suit on and then you will then look exactly like the actual hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you put on the plastic ma- mask yeah. that, and the rubber band snaps the first time you put it on. Yeah. Which is weird because I don't think you'd have that problem with Superman. Superman doesn't wear a mask. so No, no. Clark Kent wears a mask. Kramer has his uh, Kramerica Industries going in this, which is actually a callback to an earlier episode uh, from back when they first started. But... Was that in like season one that they first mentioned Kramerica? Yeah. Kramer answers the phone on, I think, maybe the third or fourth episode, Male Unbonding, which is the only episode that doesn't start with the male unbonding all the rest of them start with the something but yeah it uh um he just answers the phone to cray america industries but doesn't really go into detail what it is until later on when uh, you know and then you find out cray america industries is a single man in a messy apartment <laughs> that may or may not contain a chicken <laughs> yeah and the um the the dean jones Dean Jones that was in that scene actually had a friend named Dean Jones and I played this episode for him years ago and was like <laughs> that's insane that that his full name is in this episode I, I also thought that in order to properly test Kramer's bladder system that that giant rubber ball would have needed to be in that metal drum they were pushing down the hallway I don't I don't understand yeah. why they felt the need to, to throw the rubber ball out the It might have not exploded if it was inside the metal can. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was the idea, to have it in the metal drum. Yeah. And then they they just throw the whole ball of oil out the window. Like, this completely defeats the purpose, is what I thought, but I don't know. Definitely wasn't very scientific, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no, no. Um... There was a portion in this episode where Kramer wears Jerry's clothes from his closet (laughs) (laughs) because Darren was fired and Kramer didn't know which cleaners that he took his clothes to. I felt like they could have done more with with Kramer wearing the wearing Jerry's clothes. But I don't know. That was just kind of a funny visual. He's like, what are you doing? Or. I don't even remember what he says. He's just wearing those clothes or something. And, yeah. and he's like, I don't know. I got them from your closet. I like how he acts real <laughs> casual about it. Like, yeah. Like Jerry's the weird one for wondering why Kramer's <laughs> wearing his clothes. I don't know. I got them from your closet. <laughs> <clears throat> Jerry's the stupid one for not being able to pick up on that. <laughs> yeah. One of my other favorite, favorite lines is uh, towards the end <laughs> when they're all sitting around the coffee shop. It was after, um, they had dropped the ball of oil on Jerry's girlfriend and they're like, what happened to Darren? And Kramer goes, Darren's going away for a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> Is Darren in the last episode, whenever they have all those people, um, accuse them? I don't know. Or testify yeah. against them in court? I don't, I don't think so. I don't but think so either. We'll, uh, we'll have to fact check that one too. Breaking. Funny if he was. Yeah. Breaking up is like knocking over a Coke machine. You can't do it in one push. You got to rock it back and forth a few times, and then it goes over. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the full line. That's awesome. And then uh, another line that I liked. Such wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Very wise. 
but Kramer says, do you have any idea how much time I waste in this apartment? <laughs> and Jerry's like, I could ballpark it. <laughs> <clears throat> and then there was uh, uh, George breaking back into his apartment. And he's like, I'm like Hitler's last day here. And then just a few minutes later, he's like, I'm like a weed, Jerry. And Jerry's like, I thought you were like Hitler in the bunker. He's like, yeah, I'm a weed in Hitler's bunker. <laughs> and Jerry's like, I'm getting a little uncomfortable with the Hitler stuff. <laughs> far Indeed, as Jerry is Jewish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think Jason Alexander was uh, Jewish in real life. And I know Jerry is in real life, but I think both of their characters were Jewish. Um, but... I think I had watched something recently where it was Jason Alexander talking about an episode that actually made him feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because they were they were making they were making some jokes about the Jewish religion. Yeah. They may have taken it a little too far for him. <laughs> Even one of the actors on the show. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of funny that that's that's the thing that went too far because <laughs> they made fun of a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I think there's. Um the main actor in that episode that you're talking about um, ended up dying. The guy who played the Moyle. Jason Alexander was talking about how the, the circumcision episode was the one that offended him oh, so yes, much. Yeah. And it, part of it was because the Moyle. He ended up dying um, just a few months ago. Anyway. That's, that's not funny. This is supposed to be a comedy podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who said it's supposed to be a, a comedy podcast? Who said it's supposed to be a podcast? <laughs> What's a podcast? <laughs> I have no idea. I remember I had an iPod for like two years. Mm -hmm. And I kept hearing people talking about listening to podcasts. And I didn't mm -hmm. understand what they were. <laughs> and I finally found out what a podcast <laughs> I remember it finally dawning on me. Yeah. So you're just listening to random people talk? <laughs> Why? <laughs> that sounds dumb. Um. So anyways, um, apparently NYU is very enthusiastic about their students getting some real-world corporate experience. But you only provide fantasy world corporate experience. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it all sounds pretty glamorous, but it's business as usual at Cramerica. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the Dean Jones goes into the whole, or as I can tell, your enterprise is little more than a solitary man with a messy apartment, which may or may not contain a chicken. Is this the episode where, um, at the beginning, Kramer is talking about his resources and and Jerry? Jerry kind of is making fun of him a little bit, and he says, "You know, spending the money that you don't have, or <laughs> the enhancing the building that you don't own, or something like <laughs> something like that." Yeah, and then he's like. Uh, uh, you know what keeps me from doing these things? And he's like, no money, no talent, no resources, no no brains, no... <laughs> he's like, no, no time. Oh, time. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like how how I talk to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A good friend is somebody who's talk, who will talk down to you. Yeah. <clears throat> I felt like the fact that Jerry's girlfriend not looking up due to just a voice of him just saying hello 
over and over. And she's like, I'm not going to look up if you're going to do that voice. I just thought that was kind of lazy writing. I don't know. I don't like to criticize Seinfeld very much, but I felt like that was something that could maybe have been changed a little bit. I don't think it would have made a difference even if she looked up. But I thought it was funny that instead of Jerry shouting, get out of the way or something like that, he's, he's like, saying, hello, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> like, he almost sounds happy. Yeah. <laughs> like he always does. <laughs> His voice just raises to this comedic pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> There's also a, uh, a part of the episode where Jerry is laughing at Elaine while she's paying him for losing the bet. And he's got that cigar in his mouth. Oh, yeah. He's just sitting there laughing. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of different times where they have cast members with cigars. And I always think those are funny. I don't know why cigars makes things funnier. No, normally it's Kramer. Yeah. Kramer will have... There was there was one time where Jerry and Elaine, I think, were smoking cigars they in their apartment. They were cigars, though. Yeah. They weren't like, Cubans. <laughs> it smells like a rubber fire yeah. in here. What's that? <laughs> I said a rubber fire. <laughs> <laughs> there was this uh, phase in life where all my friends seemed like they were getting married. Mm -hmm. Like within the span of two years, all my friends were married. Yeah. And we had like bachelor party after bachelor party. And we would always smoke cigars. It was like the only time I oh, ever really? smoked a cigar, but I did it like <laughs> 10 times in a row. <laughs> I've smoked some cigars. I've never smoked cigarettes, but I've, uh, I've tried some cigars here and there. For no reason. For no reason. No just, reason. Just for fun. Just, just to say that I, it smelled like a rubber fire in there. More for the jokes. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it would look weird to just walk around smoking a cigar. You know, the next time you come come over, I'm going to be smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to do it. I want you to go out um, to the lounge on the outside of work when everybody's yeah. taking their smoke break. And for you to go out there with a cigar instead and, of a cigarette. And just lean back with my <laughs> legs crossed. Oh, yeah. Or a pipe. Like, go out there yeah. with a pipe. Everybody else is smoking a cigarette. Yeah. And a scarf. <laughs> and say I'm Dr. Van Nostrand. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just talk for a moment about the ending of this episode. Because there was a, there was a YouTube video I watched that had Julia Louis-Dreyfus receiving the Mark Twain Award. And Jerry had to get up there and introduce her. And some of what he was saying, he actually was talking about the the origination of the Seinfeld show. And he said that uh, he and Larry wanted to just start a, a show about two guys talking in an idiotic way about completely stupid things. And Larry was George. Um, and then he had a neighbor named Kramer, so they threw him in and then they just wanted it to be about being stupid And the studio told them, they were like, yeah, we'll let you do a few more episodes, but you need a female character because all you've got is these three stupid guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was his, his quote was that you've got these three stupid guys. So they threw Elaine in at the end of this episode, which I think it's weird because it's season nine. Um, you know, their last season, they, it's, it's one of the only times or the few times that I've seen the three stupid guys sitting around the coffee shop, just laughing and joking and genuinely enjoying themselves. I thought that was, that was really <laughs> funny. Cause you don't see that a whole lot in like throughout the series, you'll see random, you know, Elaine or George and Jerry, uh, sometimes all four of them, but you don't get like the three stupid guys all sitting together and they were doing the voice and they were laughing and joking. 
and it kind of had a happy ending, even though Darren yeah. <laughs> got arrested. <laughs> but anyways, I thought that was funny how, you know, it's the last season and it just seemed, and it was towards the beginning of the season, but I don't know. They got the three stupid guys together. We digress without her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't really want her here, but we had to throw her in, <laughs> but we're going to enjoy ourselves. I don't know. Sounds That's- like husbands and their wives aren't around. <laughs> yeah. Season nine, Jerry and Larry and the writers were given free reign to do what they wanted since it was going to be the final season. And they decided that they were going to have fun with the characters, which I, I think it's funny how like in the final season, they kind of went nuts with Jerry's obsession with cleanliness. Yeah. I thought that was funny. <clears throat> Cause Every, everything, everything became extremes. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of see that with George too, like the progression throughout the seasons, like the things he's doing in the last couple seasons. He would have never done in like seasons two and three. Yeah, he he, he goes off his rocker a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because I mean he's he's kind of known for getting into it with his boss. He got into it with George Steinbrenner. He got into it, you know, about the cleaning woman in his desk or whatever. Yeah. But they, uh, with it being the final season, he actually goes through two jobs. Like it, it seems like he typically holds down one job throughout a season, then gets fired towards the end. But this one. He didn't last very long at Play Now, no. and then he ended up at Kruger Industrial Smoothing yeah. <laughs> towards the <laughs> the end. But uh, in Kramer, I felt like Kramer's behavior got more crazy and cartoonish towards the last season. But, but yeah, Jerry unbuckles a little wildly at the urinal and then throws his belt away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of that. Could have also been that, you know, his maybe in that point in the season his character was doing better financially. Yeah. You could just buy and sell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this doesn't really have to do with the episode as much as it has to do with just Kramer in general. I know that a lot of fans have kind of speculated whether they well, just how Kramer manages to pay his rent and maintain life in New York because life in New York, even at that time was really expensive, but he doesn't really have any means of support to speak of. So one theory is that they think Kramer is a trust fund kid that he was given a trust fund, but Mm -hmm. only a portion of it was, I don't know how trust funds work. Um, I just read that, but his incomes slowly divided out over a period of time so it's not like he he's probably going to end up with a large amount of money but it's just kind of given to him as an allowance I guess <laughs> so just a grown man with an allowance would have to be from his dad right because you see his mom later and yeah she's not rich no she's a waitress Babs yeah 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 so that uh, you're probably right I mean if it came from anywhere it'd have to come from him because we never see him so um, one interesting thing that I learned recently about Kramer is that I know, you know, the character was based on Kenny Kramer, um, which was Larry David's neighbor, um, when he lived in New York, but, um, Kenny Kramer actually had a pilot episode and he was going to play, or I don't know if he was going to play himself in the episode or if they just used him like Kenny Kramer as a character in the episode. But after that pilot failed, there was a lawsuit 
that they weren't allowed to use Kenny Kramer's name in any more television shows. So they could use Kramer, but they had to make the first name different. Is that so, why he was Cosmo Kramer? Yeah, that's why he was Cosmo. So, um, and he did want to, Kenny Kramer wanted to play himself when they were, you know, starting the show and filming the pilot and all this yeah. other stuff. I mean, no doubt. I think that, I mean, by the end of it, by the end of it all, they were all making like a million dollars an episode. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to play me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they were sitting at the coffee shop and, and Darren's, uh, notating everything. Um, and he's reading it all back for Kramer. Yeah. That, that you like that. Well, one of the other, like whole, entire sequences that I liked, Elaine sitting on the couch and you can just hear her internal dialogue. Uh-huh. Like there's just a voiceover, but it's like, you can hear the thoughts in her head. Yeah. And it seems to happen with Elaine a lot, but Cause I remember I, her being in the subway too. And yeah. Like she's sitting there. Herself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, I think they've done it with other, other characters as well. I, I think they've done it with Jerry. I know the one time where he's like, just a salad, just a salad, <laughs> just a salad. He's trying to think to himself. Or when Why he ordered that? When he's eating at Babu Bot's restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe we should do an episode where we um, talk about, we compile all of the voiceovers. I just think all those are funny. But yeah, that, that episode there where she's trying to wrestle with whether or not she should call David Putty yeah. about her gloves that were missing. <laughs> so she goes to call him and she sees the gloves right there next to the, right next to the table. And she's like, that's funny. They were right there. You know, who likes funny stories. David Putty, <laughs> and then she picks the phone up and calls him. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do that. We'll have to see if we can get all the internal dialogue scenes together and talk about them. Yeah, George does it a few times because, well, I'm, I'm thinking of whenever you, he hears his mom's voice whenever he has the doll. Yeah. It's like he has an internal <laughs> conversation. Yeah. He's talking out loud, but she's talking in his head. Yeah, and and the same thing happens to Frank. He's like, no, you're not. Yeah. George is like, I told you. (laughs) You said something earlier about. Don't put words in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You need to, you need to go back over that. So examples in our life of where you had an idea, but you didn't act on it only to find somebody else cashed in on that idea later. Like what? happened to Kramer in this episode. You said that there was something that happened, um, like an idea that you had and somebody stole the idea or somebody else cashed in on it. Yeah. I feel like I have several of those things where like, I thought something before, like I thought that something would be like a cool idea to have. Yeah. And then like, you know, a year or two later, like I'll see something that resembles that idea and I'm like, Oh, well that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I did think that it would be cool recently if there was some, um, if there was some website that would take news articles that okay. resembled satire, yeah, um, like you look at the article and you'd think that it was satire, but they're true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and almost as soon as I thought that, it was like three or four days later, I saw a website that resembled <laughs> that was that was doing that exact same thing. Yeah, they were just compiling articles that were true, but yeah, they sounded like they would be fake. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe maybe I told somebody about that idea, and Facebook heard me. It could have been. That's probably what it was. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Facebook was like, "Oh, that those exist. Let me start advertising those to you." Yes. 
Thanks, yep. Facebook. <laughs> Stupid Facebook. Probably going to get a lot, a lot more ads after this because my phone's right here. Yeah. You're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, there was one time, I've got these little notepads that I keep with me, and I've kept them for a long time, and I'll just make little notes and stuff in them. And a buddy of mine one time, we were just making jokes, just making fun of stuff, and I came up with the word deliciosity. And then I think like a year or so later, we saw it in a commercial (laughs) (laughs) that uh, I think it was like maybe a pizza commercial. They were using their, they were describing their pizza as uh, deliciosity or it's full of deliciosity. But uh, me and my buddy both saw that and was like, they stole my word that I made up. I wasn't in a place where I could cash in on it. That yeah, yeah no, no money, no resources, no time, no, <laughs> no brains. Yeah, <laughs> want to know a funny? Well, it's not really a funny story. It's like a semi-funny story. Yeah. Um, me and my parents were helping clean up my grandpa's office, and I found this little plastic—I don't even know how to describe it—a little black plastic piece in a box, all all by itself. And I was like, "What is? What is this? Do you want to keep it?" And apparently, my grandpa, when he was younger, designed that would clip onto your golf club and it had a little scope on it I guess to help you aim like he made it <laughs> and he, he thought it would be big I think he made he ended up like paying to have several of them to be made and he oh, yeah. tried to sell them and not take Nobody. off but it's pretty funny you know? yeah that's cool though yeah. I mean he had a he had an idea and tried to make it happen yeah I think that it worked like I think he put them on his golf clubs and <laughs> <laughs> it worked for him yeah worked for him. but didn't really take off for anybody else yeah yeah i guess i've never had that many good ideas <laughs> no i haven't i haven't had any ideas do you want to know why why because of time i don't have <laughs> enough time i'm gonna have to hire an intern from nyu <laughs> this concludes the first episode of 30 minutes of shame we are currently working on more episodes that we hope to have released to you soon thank you for listening and have a good rest of your day This has been 30 30 Minutes minutes of of Shame.